we really wanted to make a dent in COVID, if we really wanted to change the path of why people are dying, we would have said, let's fast, let's change our nutrition. And we, guess what, would have less outcomes of death associated with COVID. But no, we didn't. We said, hey, take this pill, take this shot. You're going to uh, hopefully have a better outcome. The outcomes are pretty simple. If you don't have chronic disease, you're probably not going to die from COVID. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to the Real Health Podcast. Hey, before we jump into today's episode, do me a favor. If you like this episode and you like hearing from Dr. B, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram. We're really trying to get this health movement out. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. This is your host Lane. I'm standing here with Dr. B in between shifts. Dr. B, welcome to the Real Health Your Podcast. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You're stuck with me today. Thanks last, for having me. Well, thanks for having you on your own podcast. Well, we uh, everyone got a break from me last week, and I have to say, you did a really amazing job with Carrie. Oh, well, <laughs> I've just been watching you. You did. No, you did fantastic. And if you haven't listened to that episode, um, The Pillar of Health, Pelvic Floor, with pelvic floor coach Carrie Gandy. Make sure you pause this episode if it relates to you. Go back and listen to it. And I know that there's been a lot of good feedback from that um, episode. So, great feedback. Yeah, great feedback that I've heard and I'm sure you've heard as well. So we're going to continue on Pillar of Health. We've had a we've had four or five episodes this year and they've continued to build on each other and they've been really good. Mm-hmm. And they've been shorter podcasts that have added a ton of value. So kudos to you. And I know today's going to be even better. Yeah, this is a um, this is a pillar of health that I think everyone needs to implement in their um, in their daily living. And um, we're going to talk about fasting as a massive pillar in health building, health creation, longevity, anti aging, healing the body inside out, reducing inflammation, helping the brain heal. And it just keeps going on and on. It's it's like everyone complains about things being healthy are expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? This costs nothing. nothing. <laughs> you actually save money. <laughs> the did. problem is you've got to grind a little bit mentally. Mm-hmm. But if we stair-step this properly and build you into a lifestyle of fasting, it can be transformational. And there's also people that should fast. And we're going to communicate. There are people that should not fast. So who's who, what's what, that's today. Before we jump into that episode, I do want to ask you this one because um, I'm curious selfishly, but then again, I know that the season is coming upon us. The um, You're laughing. Why are you laughing? Because I'm drinking a gator cup, so you better not say anything about like March Madness season's coming upon us. Well, the gator's doing the basketball. I just, I just wonder. You weren't going to say that, though. No, I was not going to okay. say that, but I just wonder, like, what's it like being a Gator, no, I'm just going to ask that question. That's hilarious. <laughs> I do want to ask about the, the season of March uh, and springtime and allergies. What can, And the reason I'm asking this is, again, selfishly, because my mm. eyes are starting to itch and I feel like my allergies are starting to act up, and so are other people. I've read it on the internet, mm. which is true. Always a good source. 
what can some what can people be doing right now in this very moment? And I know that it probably started a while ago that they should have been doing stuff, but acutely, if they start getting itchy eyes and runny noses and the allergies, what can they do acutely? Let me give you three things. One, um, um, consume lower histamine foods. So you can do it easy, uh, doctor internet search, and for low histamine foods and consume. Um, or just remove the higher histamine foods from your nutrition. Two, source some local honey and bee pollen. Um, if you can't, then you can go to beekeepers uh, naturals and buy their propolis throat spray and they nasal spray. They just got spray. a nas- nasal spray. I just mm-hmm. saw that. I use their nasal spray okay. every day. Wow. It's a xylitol base, but it has propolis in it. Um, Everyone's so, going right now and Googling mm-hmm. the nasal spray. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that'd be the second thing. And then um, the third thing is sinus irrigation. Get some distilled water, right? Salt. And, and, uh, I usually throw a couple sprays of silver in there, uh, and then do some sinus irrigation daily. Amazing. I'm going to go home and do that because they're starting to water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fasting pillar of health go. Okay. Yeah. So let's define fasting. Okay. And this is what shocks most people when I talk to churches, <laughs> <laughs> they think they're fasting. They are not. Oh, I'm interested to know what. Okay. The difference so is. have you heard of a Daniel fast? I have. Okay, that's not a fast. Okay. Um, so fasting is okay. no food, period. <laughs> um, what fasting is not is, well, I'm just going to avoid food, see these certain foods. That's not fasting. Uh, you're just, you're just res- doing what we call nutri- nutritional restriction. You're restricting certain nutri- nutri- nutrients or maybe even... Uh, not so good foods for you. So maybe you're just eating clean, but you're not fasting. Okay. Now there's, I'm not saying there's no benefit to that. It's extreme benefit. But if you talk about fasting, then let's talk about the same language. Okay. Okay. And the language is you are not consuming calories. There is no food coming in your system. You are just drinking water. Now we can get into semantics on it. Uh, Can I, can I drink a caloric, you know, green tea or coffee? And we can get into some specifics there, but let's just define fasting as what it is. It is no food intake. It is just consuming water for an extended period of time. Typically, 24 to 72 hours. Um, you can go up to five days, and there's some extreme health benefits there. And then you can even do what we call time-restricted feeding, which is what most people call intermittent fasting, but in reality, the better terminology for that is time-restricted feeding. And so you're reducing your feeding windows and extending your fasting windows, and that in turn will create some benefit, and it's good for some, and it's not good for others. So that's what fasting is. Um, it is, it, in the purest sense, no uh, food, just water. Would you say a lot of people think that they're fasting and they're not? Yeah. Is that I, what you— that's the, that's the conversation I have a lot with churches is when they do their, we're going to do 28 days of prayer and fasting, you're like, yeah, you're not. You're doing 28 days of eating cleaner and removing vices out of your nutrition, which again is great, but don't call it 28 days of prayer and fasting. Call it 28 days of prayer and time restriction or food restriction Mm -hmm. in your nutrition. Yeah, I did a 21 days of fasting in the beginning of the year, and I would tell people I gave up some certain things, and some people are like, you gave up food for 21 days? (laughs) I was like, no, no, I did not, but uh, we'll call it. Yes. I I see what you mean on that one. Yeah, so again, that's semantics, but it's important to define because that's our podcast today. We're talking about fasting. We're talking about no food consumption for a period of time. Okay. When you hear that, when people hear no food, 
it goes counterculturally of, of what we've been taught or what we've been told. What's the most important thing we hit on next on the podcast for people to listen to know about? America hasn't been around that long. Yet cultures have established <laughs> fasting for thousands yeah. of years. <laughs> so true. let's get it right. When we think about fasting, it is an ancient practice that unfortunately has not been adopted in our modern society That's because good. we're built off of overconsumption. We are being fed um, from marketing companies, whether it's Burger King, uh, McDonald's on TV or Big Pharma. We're being fed consume, consume, consume more is better when reality is it is not. If we really wanted to make a dent in COVID, if we really wanted to change the path of why people are dying, we would have said, let's fast, let's change our nutrition. And we, guess what, would have less outcomes of death associated with COVID. But no, we didn't. We said, hey, take this pill, take this shot. You're going to uh, hopefully have a better outcome. The outcomes are pretty simple. If you don't have chronic disease, you're probably not going to die from COVID. Yet what causes chronic disease? Overconsumption of food, overconsumption of unnecessary, really, a, you know, a nutritional uh, calorie, empty calories, empty calories. And so our, the way we have to look at fasting is it is a, it is a pillar of anti-aging, regenerative health creation that God designed your genes to perform mm. under. Like it's, it is inscripted within us that when we fast, there are genes that turn on that don't happen any other time. So we have to ask the question, if God did it, if God put it in there, and, and if Jesus says, when you fast and you're not fasting, you're missing out on something that could be potentially massive mm. for your health. There's some at times in these episodes that I feel like the listeners should go back and listen, but that was one of them. I just saw a lot of passion mm -hmm. about two and a half minutes into mm -hmm. that, and because I think it's, I've seen it since I've known you, and well, known of you too, and we've become friends, you are, you practice this, you are practicing what you preach when it comes to fasting, because I've seen it, you, you, you will come and you'll say, I'm doing a five day or a seven day, and I'm just like, man, I don't know, okay, <laughs> Have fun with that one, yeah, <laughs> but right. and but you you do you practice what you preach. So if you, I would suggest the listener to go back and listen to to what Doctor B just had to say there. Um, Again, the hard, the hard part, and and here's I really try to stay pretty anti controversial when it comes to culture today and health. Like I'm not why I'm not Come like on, man I'm not ripping up COVID I'm not ripping up uh, you should big pharma and vaccines and you know <laughs> I have a platform that I could easily do it on but to me I try to say hey let's live this way mm -hmm. and we won't have to be succumbed to this model mm -hmm. yeah it's good and I try to preach from that model I try to think of it like a Christ-like model okay at times I'm gonna rip up some Pharisees and Sadducees like I just did right at times you just want to lay into it because it. It's evil. Mm. It's really evil what we see in our society that we're just making money off of. It it drives me crazy. But most of my message is kingdom come, mm. where your will be done, mm. right? Let's bring healing to this world. Mm -hmm. And so when we when we think about fasting, we can bring healing to our bodies because mm -hmm. God designed our bodies to fast. And that's the beauty of it. That's we're good. designed for it. Yeah. What's as far as understanding that our bodies are designed for that, and then you said that there are genes that get turned on. 
when you say, okay, let me, I'm going to ask you this question. What genes get turned? Is that too sciencey? Yeah, it's probably too sciencey, but there's sh- certain genes we call the sirtuin genes that okay. get turned on when we fast that allow autophagy to happen, DNA repair to happen. Autophagy? Mm-hmm. Just, just define that for the common listener. Autophagic, so okay. automatically eating your body. So okay. phagic is eating, mm-hmm. phagic cells, phagic eating, auto, auto autonomic, automatically. So what happens is when you start to fast, mm-hmm. and, and this really happens about 14 hours in, your body... And you're hungry. Mm-hmm. That's right. Your body starts to activate these genetic expressions, these enzymes Mm -hmm. that then go and activate your immune system, start eating its bad areas of the body. Mm -hmm. So inflammation, scar tissue, damaged brain cells, damaged cells within your heart, damaged cells within your intestines. So this autophagy is this automatic cleanup designed, engineered by God to happen when you fast. Mm, Okay. So um, when we look at then pushing the window of autophagy out because we're increasing our fasting window into a day, two days, or even five days, Mm -hmm. this autophagy cleanup starts to really take uh, storm and we start to kill cancer cells and we really clean up the body. Most of the uh, cancer-based research is done by Dr. Thomas Seyfried the book is called Cancer as a Metabolic Disease, and we see this phenomenal, like, okay, cancer patient chemotherapy. Cancer patient chemotherapy on a ketogenic, like, autophagy-based mm-hmm. yep. diet, yep. and then even adding in some oxygen therapy um, through hyperbaric chamber. And we see this, like, oxygenation, ketogenic, ketones, you know, fasting as has better outcomes Mm-hmm. Than, than just uh, that cancer patient doing chemotherapy. So um, that's one of the massive benefits to fasting is autophagy. Okay. Uh, and you can actually start getting into that about 14 hours in, and that's what most people would call intermittent fasting. Uh, but you also get other benefits. You get, there's research shows it reduces C-reactive protein. Mm-hmm. This is an inflammatory marker for cardiovascular disease. So you can reduce cardiovascular outcomes, cardiovascular disease outcomes, by intermittent fasting mm-hmm. or wow. ex- again extending that into multiple day fasting so we get autophagy we get reduction of c-reactive protein or inflammation human growth hormone production I, I know you've probably heard of growth hormone being increased with fasting well we see this why have i heard about it huh why have i heard about it well i just, <laughs> just kidding. well i just assume when we talk about <laughs> I'm kidding. fasting most people i've heard a lot of it trust me yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. most yeah. people think um human growth hormone this is one of the reasons i fast for healing and repair well again right about 14 hours you start getting a massive surge of human growth hormone that then continues into as you extend your fast so we get growth hormone production improvements and which even, is i, I which is crazy because when you think about HGH, yep. human growth hormone, which helps the body grow, and you think about our society when it comes to exercise and lifting and muscle gain, you would think that I've got to eat food to grow. But what you're saying is actually if you stop eating for a period of time, you're going to increase HGH, which then I know that when I have fasted, when I come back, I am stronger than when I started or when I did that, which yeah. is crazy. It's 
not what we've been told. Right. And human growth hormone also is a is just a clean up. It just helps clean up the body and heal the body. It's a it is a grower, but it's a healer as well. Mm. And um, and yeah, you can get massive surges of human growth hormone production that then continue in your bloodstream so that when you come off the fast, start fueling back and training, you get even a greater growth or proliferation of, of skeletal muscle. That's incredible. With fasting, I, I do have a couple questions and I want to make sure that we're not getting ahead of what these questions could be. But I mean, I know that when, when individuals hear fasting and they do know that there are certain benefits from it, but you may have people that listen to this and you may see people within your practice that you tell them fasting and it's like, I, I can't do that. I eat, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm starving. I'll, I'll pass out. I can't do that. Hmm. Why, what is it? I mean, we've eaten or we've been told to eat three meals a day every single day, have 2,000 calories, and you live a happy, healthy life. How do you consult, coach someone to say, no, 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 like this is God's way. We, this is how you do this. This is why you should do this. Hey, you're not, you may not feel good for the first 12 hour or, you know, walk us right. through that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So I would, uh, let's, let's talk about the design of getting into, getting into extended fasts. Um, we'll, re- we'll really talk about um, time restrict feeding, so intermittent fasting. We'll talk about trying to get to a two to three day, and then and then if you want to push it to a five day, why? The caveat here is if you are diabetic, right, type one, type two, uh, consult with your physician because we you really need to watch your blood sugar levels. Um, now, fasting has a phenomenal. Um, has a phenomenal effect on insulin resistance and blood sugar balance and handling hormone resistance as a whole. So there are some uh, fantastic benefits to fasting and, and, and pre diabetes and insulin resistance. But if you are in the kind of the camp of this is so foreign new to you, don't go for a three day fast. Yeah. Right. So you're just going to set yourself up for, for failure. I remember I don't know, 15 years ago, I was like, I'm going to fast the first time. So I wanted to do what's called, a, it wasn't a true fast, it was master cleanse. So that's a gallon of water, mm-hmm. lemon juice, mm-hmm. cayenne pepper, and a little maple syrup. Mm-hmm. You drink a gallon a day. So, do you watch The Office? <laughs> no. You don't watch The Office? Did they do that? <laughs> I really hope that there are some listeners to this right now that exactly I gotta know why go, I asked I gotta that go question. That. Yeah, Kelly. Uh, Kelly fasted and she did that and okay. it was it was a funny episode. So. Seven days in, man, I'm thinking this is terrible. You're supposed to go ten days. I hope someone's d- laughing in the oh, car man. or treadmill right now asking that question, <laughs> thinking about her. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So go. that was my first experience. I made it seven out of ten days. I think maybe I don't remember eight, and it was uh, yeah. I just didn't know what I was getting into. So <laughs> you know, you just don't know what you're getting into if you haven't practiced. Fasting is a practice. Mm. It is a spiritual and health discipline Mm. that is refined the more you do it and over a period of time. Mm. That's good. Be gracious and look to fast, uh, look to fasting as a lifelong spiritual and health discipline. That's Mm. the first thing I'll tell you. The second thing is set yourself up for success. If you're used to cramming food in and not fasting, then let's start off with some time-restricted feeding. Mm-hmm. Let's go 12 hours, which means you eat dinner at 6 p.m. and then you eat uh, again at 6 a.m., okay? Because you might be used to snacking at 9 o'clock at night, so you just don't do that snack. Or maybe you, you stop food at 8 p.m. and then you 
have your first introduction of food at 8 a.m. And as you extend that window, the ideal would be trying to get closer to 14 to 16 hours. And as you get to 14 to 16 hours, then we start actually reaping some benefit to hormone resistance uh, reversal. We start seeing some horm human growth hormone production. We start seeing some, some cellular repair through autophagy happen. So I would say uh, practicing intermittent fasting is a good first step. Now, the, the caveat here again is intermittent fast, prolonged intermittent fasting, which means daily, you have to be very careful because most of the time you're calorically restricting yourself. Mm. So who does this not work for? This honestly doesn't work great for females. I usually don't recommend intermittent fasting for females okay. because moms are typically underfed already. And then they intermittent fast. They're removing that morning snack meal. Mm -hmm. And now they're even more underfed. That's going to starve their thyroid and the hormone system. And even research shows intermittent fasting prolonged works better for males than it does females. Wow. So I actually push most women to go more toward the 24-hour fast every couple weeks or once a month going 48, 72 hours versus intermittent fasting on a regular basis. What if that mother isn't and they're under eating the entire time? Do they first need to make sure that they're eating properly before they start fasting? It's very important. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That the individual, again, that's why we're talking about pillars of health. Mm -hmm. And if you are in this fasting episode, listen to the nutrition and strength training episode. Okay. You got to feed your body before you fast your body. Mm, that's good. You're already fasting probably. So you're, that means your body's already in this hibernation mode. If you've been doing that for years, your hormones are really getting pegged hard. So we need to nutritionally be sound before we start fasting. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so that would be my recommendation there. And again, um, there's great literature to support the benefits of intermittent fasting, but it gets better when you start extending those fasting windows past 24 hours. That's really where the healing takes place. And that's what we were designed for. What, let me ask you this question real quick. What is the what is happening to the individual at that that moment that you just you may have a headache, you feel awful, you have not eaten that because there is that moment. I, I know that I've lived that moment. What is is that just your body saying I need food? Like what is that? It is. It's blood sugar levels are dropping, mm -hmm. and that's your energy substrate that you're used to. It's what your brain is used to using for energy. It's what your muscles are used used to using for energy. So as your blood glucose levels drop mm -hmm. because you haven't consumed any nutrition, then your body's trying to figure out what the heck to do. Okay. Right. And it's not used to probably stepping into fat burning mm -hmm. and releasing fat as your, uh, storing storages as your primary source of fuel. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a little bit more glucose or carbohydrate dependent body. So you're really just dropping blood sugar. Um, so as you get shaky, irritable, tired, fatigued, um, it's just like a ketogenic flu mm -hmm. as blood sugar levels drop. That's the symptoms that start to develop. If you extend your fast and then we start getting into 24 hours, that's really when blood sugar levels drop. And a lot of times between 24 to 48 hours is the hardest part of the fast. Mm -hmm. And that's when we start really getting hungry. Blood sugar levels really start dropping and we're not into ketosis full blown yet. We're not making enough ketones and most people that's new aren't used to making ketones. So they, there's a struggle there that if you can break through the second to third day, then 
four and five actually is the easiest. I know it sounds crazy, but it's no, true. I've seen it done before, and it, it's remarkable to be around someone that's in that. Mm-hmm. You included have seen that, so uh, yeah, it's it's remarkable to see so, that. So most people, we want to obviously start off with some intermittent fasting, yes, um, just to practice that once a week, uh, extending your fasting for 14, 16, 18, maybe even twenty hours, um, and then once you do that, now we're set up to to succeed and maybe every other week doing Mm -hmm. a 24 hour fast, which means dinner to dinner, 6 p.m. dinner, 6 p.m. dinner the next day, Saturday night, Sunday night, we're fasting 24 hours there. And once you start going 24 hour fast feeling good, now you're set up for that 4872 or even that five day. And literature shows that if you can do two three day fasts a year or one five day fast a year, you pretty much are establishing a body that's killing cancer and staying in a regenerative anti-aging state. And that's really where we want to get to, right? It's not about intermittent fasting. It's about how can we set up our bodies for success to do that three to five day fast where we're killing cancer, creating autophagy, making human growth hormone, repairing our body and doing what God designed our genes to do, which is heal. That's so good. What... You actually just answered my last question, so you still you have a feeling you know what I was going to ask next. But as far as the plan of a 12-hour fast or a 24-hour fast, you're saying that is the best way to do it. So you answered my question yeah, on that one. Yeah, slowly just start building into it. Now, yeah. here's something also important that most people don't realize is when you fast or when you go into ketogenic diets, it's you are your kidneys are secreting a ton of sodium, excreting a ton of sodium. You need a lot of sodium when you fast. Okay. So, uh, you don't, not just drinking a bunch of water. You're, I want you to just be pounding sea salt. Okay. Literally by like putting it in your mouth, sea salt, or take my favorite thing to do when I fast is take element packs Mm -hmm. that have a a thousand milligrams sodium. I usually do three to five a day of element packs. So you can't have, you can't three to thousand to 5,000 milligrams of sodium a day. Three to five. That's a good number. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Anything else that you is what coffee, tea, stuff like that? I mean, what is approved that you would suggest or not suggest? Yeah, right. So I, I truly don't think there's a negative impact on your health in terms of fasting, the, the negative impact on fasting with your health if you consume green tea or, or black coffee, as long as it's not toxic coffee. I would you know, say you clean, don't want organic, coffee, yeah. mold-free coffee, yeah. The question I would ask you is, why aren't you giving it up? Right. And most people say, well, it's, I'm addicted. Yeah. So the second question would be, okay, well, my suggestion would be um, if you want to break addictions, mm. why not use this time to go without coffee and without green tea? And again, for me, I see it as a health discipline, but I'll see it as a spiritual discipline. I'm trying to crucify my flesh as much as I can. I'm trying to say no to my flesh that once... It wants things. I love food. I love coffee. I love green tea. I love these things. These are enjoyable for me. So for a season where I'm denying it, I'm also saying to my body and my flesh, hey, my spirit is stronger, and I'm saying no. And to me, that spiritual no is saying spiritually yes to God. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it's, and it's just a moment that I have when I fast that I, I try to restrict feeding my flesh any way I can. Last question. Okay. I'm sitting across from you, patient. Someone's sitting across from you, okay? And they're tired. They don't have any energy. You name it. 
Okay. They want a pill, potion, or a lotion. Mm -hmm. But you're saying, but you're going to say to them, hey, this fasting, this is what you should do. But they just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. What would you say? Well, hmm. if they don't want to, they're probably not going to sustain that plan. Um, Yeah, I'm going to try to convince them through just... I don't know, literature, man, that it's like, hey, this is this is something that is transformational. But I'll probably challenge them a little bit in the idea of, um, and this is the question I would ask lots of people when I sit down with them. Um, it's not about you. Mm. It's not about you. It's not about what you want, okay? It's, okay, let's look at our family. Let's look at our kids. Let's look at something else outside of you. It has to be bigger than you. And we always go back to this, but what's your why? If your why behind what you do in regards to health is about you and your body and what it looks like and what it feels like, it'll fail you because your body will fail. It'll fall apart. But if your why is generational, if it's about your kids, it's about the Lord, it's about crucifying the flesh, spiritual discipline, if the why is bigger than you, then you'll be able to do anything, okay? So you got to get a better why. And so if I challenge them, I say, hey, is this about you? Is this about what you want? Okay, well, let's grow up. Let's step into this idea of it's not about you, and your health investments are for future generations to come. I think you said it perfect. (laughs) Okay. This isn't about you. (laughs) It's not about you. (laughs) Grow up. Grow up. Fasting, pillar of health. This has been amazing. I think I'm going to go fast for 10 days because you told me so. Let's go, baby. But I would also... Well, it's crazy because <laughs> last year, fasting was our, our biggest episode that we did. I know. So if you want some more information, we did a two-part series on fasting that has, um, between those two parts, three or $4,000 4, downloads on those two alone. So yeah. there's two episodes there that you can go back and refer to. Yeah. This has been very valuable. Make sure that, again, you go back and listen to strength training or nutrition and we suggest that you look into fasting because it is a phenomenal practice for your pillar of health. Dr. B, thanks so much. Um, we'll see you next episode where I'm sure you'll have some more value to bring. Anything else you want to add for the listeners? No, oh, we're great, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Before you hit exit, hold on two seconds. It would really mean a lot to us if you went over to Apple You scrolled all the way to the bottom, and you left a five-star review and a five-star rating because Dr. B is a five-star person and a five-star practitioner. Make sure you go do that. That really helps. And we will see you next time on The Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. B. Two things that would really help The Real Health Podcast movement. One, share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcast and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time and we'll see you next episode.